Hi, everybody. Welcome to Z's Good News, where I share the good news about Jesus Christ and you breathe in the good news. On this podcast, I ask Jesus, how can we suffer for you and what would you like your kinsmen to know? By the title of this podcast, I might have lost you, raised your curiosity, or you're an active listener and like learning about Jesus in a new way. Since this is a different podcast than the rest, Jesus would like you to suffer by listening to this brief history lesson, and he'd like us to know about his mother and the rosary. Before every podcast, we love to start with prayer. Oh, dear Jesus, I beg you to pour your mercy over lost souls. Forgive them their rejection of you and use my prayer and suffering so you can, through your mercy, Pour over them the graces they need to sanctify their souls. I ask you for the gift of clemency for their souls. I ask you to open their hearts so they will go to you and ask you to fill them with the Holy Spirit so they can accept the truth of your love and live with you and all of God's family forever. Amen. St. Dominic was born in the year 1170 in Calaruga, Spain. In the year 1204, he joined his bishop, Diego de Acebo, to pursue a new mission, the conversion of unbelievers. At that time, the Albigensian heresy was going on, also known as Catharism, that held that the universe was a battleground between good, which was spirit, and evil, which was matter. This heresy wrongly taught that all material things including the human body itself, were fundamentally evil. The Christian faith teaches otherwise, as we know. It proclaims the very resurrection of the body. In the year 1214, St. Dominic was in distress because he was failing in his attempt to convert the Catharism heretics. He went alone into the forest, cried, and prayed continuously for three days. He whipped himself fasted, and from the fasting, pain, and exhaustion, he passed out into a coma. While in a coma, he experienced a visitation from Mother Mary with three angels. She asked St. Dominic if he knew which weapon the Blessed Trinity wanted to use to reform the world. He responded with something like, you know better than I do, since she is part of our salvation. She added that she wanted him to know that in this kind of warfare, the battering ram has always been the angelic psalter, which is the foundation stone of the New Testament, telling him, therefore, if you want to reach these hardened souls and win them over to God, preach my psalter. After this visitation, he preached the Holy Rosary and in compliance to the instructions Mother Mary gave him, he set apart 15 mysteries of the rosary, designated as joyous mysteries, sorrowful mysteries, and glorious mysteries. The rosary actually has roots in many early Christian prayer traditions. The first recorded use of the word rosary did not appear until 1597, but the roots of the rosary are found far earlier. Third century Christian hermits and monks in Egypt used stones and prayer ropes to keep track when praying the 150 Psalms. The Our Father was also prayed 150 times using a string of beads with five decades. The Hail Mary prayer took more than a thousand years to be made. 
The earliest version of the prayer added Mother Mary's name to the message Archangel Gabriel delivered to her in Luke chapter 1 verse 28. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Around 1050 AD, the words Elizabeth used to welcome Mary when she visited, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. In Luke chapter 1 verse 42 was added. Pope Urban IV added Jesus to the end of Elizabeth's greeting, making it, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. St. Peter Canisius published Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for Us Sinners, in his 1555 Catechism. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The version of the Hail Mary we pray today was officially approved in the year 1568. To hear more about this event, listen to my episode titled The Final Secret on our podcast, but I'm going to explain how the Fatima prayer was added to the rosary. May 13, 1917, Mother Mary appeared to three shepherd children in Fatima, Portugal. She told them to pray for world peace by reciting the rosary every day. July 13, 1917, she asked the children to add a prayer to the end of each decade of the rosary. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us of our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Take all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of your mercy. The passion for the Holy Rosary only lasted a century after it was instituted by St. Dominic. The wicked, scheming liar the devil was largely responsible for the neglect of the Holy Rosary, thus blocking in the flow of God's grace it brought into the world. So in 1349, God punished Europe with a plague that spread throughout Italy, Hungary, France, Germany and Poland bringing desolation wherever it went. When those trials were over, thanks to God's great mercy, Mother Mary told Blessed Alan de la Roche to revive the dedication of the Holy Rosary, which he began in 1460 after a special warning from the Lord. You'll be able to read the warning in the link I add to the description, but imagine me being in Blessed Alan's shoes and you'll understand why this podcast had to be posted. Now let's learn a bit about Mother Mary before I share my testimony and leave you all to read the book of truth. Mary is the mother of Jesus. She is blessed with the high office and dignity of the mother of the son of God and is a unique member of the church as a model of faith, hope, and charity. When she had Jesus, Mary and Joseph was poor. When they presented Jesus to the Lord in the temple, she could only offer pigeons, which was an offering of those who were poor. Though it may seem as she had nothing to offer, she was chosen by God himself to be part of his plan of redemption of mankind. She was faithful in prayer, had scriptures written in the tablets of her heart, which was quite uncommon for women during her time because they were just told and taught to cook and clean. But she was obedient to God. She served only him and was loyal. The Bible shows how Mother Mary always presented Jesus to others. 
to the priest Simeon at the wedding party, the shepherds when Jesus was first born, and then some. She loved her son so much that she stood at the cross, sharing in her son's suffering. Mary birthed Jesus into this world, and she was with the apostles during Pentecost, so she was there for the birth of the church as well. After she passed away, she was taken up body and soul into heaven. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, it reads, I will put enmities between thee and thy woman and thy seed and her seed. She shall crush thy head and thou shalt lie in waits for her heel. Our mother Mary will crush the head of the serpent in the final battle, redeeming all men and the church from the powers of Satan. This actively demonstrates that we can look at Mother Mary as the co-redemptrix and mediatrix in three senses. Co-redemptrix meaning working with the Redeemer to bring about the world's salvation. And mediatrix referring to the intercessory role of Mary as a mediator in the redemption by her son, Jesus Christ, and that he bestows graces through her. First, as the mother of our Redeemer, she was the intermediary through which the Son of God entered this world to save us from sin. By her faith in presenting Christ to others shows how she aided in reconciling sinners to her Son. The third reason we honor her is because of her assumption and role as mother for all of us. Interceding on our behalf, asking the Lord to bestow graces to us as he will. Glance in the book of Enoch to when Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, and Raphael cried out to God about what the fallen angels had done during the days of Noah, when they seduced the women of this earth, created mindless giants, and evil angels teaching forbidden lessons to mankind, and tell me why Mother Mary doesn't please you in thine eyes for praying on your behalf. When Mother Mary visited those kids in Fatima and told them that if everybody prayed the rosary every day and offered sacrifices, the war would end. At that time, World War I was going on and it was crazy. The rosary is a powerful prayer weapon, especially in spiritual warfare like Russia was going through during those days. In July of 2021, I ordered a rosary bead and prayed the rosary like told by Jesus and Mother Mary. Now, on September 2nd, 2021, I had my first dream of Mother Mary where her womb was empty and she asked me to hug her. I don't share this to scare or disgust anybody, but I share this to ask you to take a seat outside of your pride, unbelief, and that religious spirit that's hardening your heart right now. I don't just pray the rosary to eliminate the spiritual warfare I go through every day sharing this book, the word of God, because Jesus and his mom told me to, nor do I pray because it blinds Satan when I add, spread the effective grace of thy flame of love now and at the hour of our death. I don't just pray for the reasons I just mentioned, but because I feel for the mother of God who at that time when Archangel Gabriel visited her was young, poor, obedient, and faithful to God and had no clue the greatness she was going to birth, but gave God her yes. I pray the rosary because I feel the hurt that mothers feel whose children have gone missing, but Mary found hers in a temple by the grace of God. I pray the rosary because I can't even fathom the pain a mother felt watching her son be whipped, 
beaten, practically jumped and hung to a cross until taking his final breath five hours later. I pray the rosary because there's a mother in heaven who birthed the entire fullness of God's nature in bodily form, like stated in Colossians chapter two, verse nine, who birthed the flesh of the word of God and holds this motherly love and prayer for all humanity to pray, but it's only being prayed by Catholics because other denominations are trapped by the religious spirit that holds first Timothy chapter two, verse five through six to their throat. And mind you, this is not meant to distract the faithful from Christ or rob his role as our one mediator. Mother Mary's role as the mother of mankind in no way diminishes Christ being our true mediator. That said, lesser and subordinate mediators are not excluded from mediation. I'm not saying, nor are the Catholics saying, nor is the church saying that Jesus Christ can't get the job done, so he needs help. He could come down here right now and speak on this podcast even better than I can, but he chooses not to do everything himself. He delights in using his body to communicate his life and love to the world. Read Romans chapter 12, verse 4 through 6. And let me know if the members of the body of Christ cease at death. Because Romans chapter 8 verse 35 through 38 says, Neither death nor life shall separate us from the love of Christ. Thus, the body of Christ on earth can benefit from the other members of the body of Christ in heaven. I pray this audio blessed you opened up your eyes, removed all Sadducee spirits, spirits of unbelief, religious spirits, and then some away from you. Some of you who listen to this podcast spirit turned when I read some of the rosary prayers, and that happened because your soul accepts it. Like mentioned, the enemy doesn't want us in a state of grace with God due to praying the rosary because he likes chaos, but we serve a God of peace. Please pray for discernment. Ask God if you can order a rosary. I'll be adding the site I order mine from that you can order for free, or you can donate a seed to that organization. This is no promo. The Lord knew Z's good news had bills, so he led me to that organization giving away rosary beads for free. Please enjoy reading the Book of Truth, and we'll chat soon. It's Z.